Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the Fall American, Johnny Junson. We're here with an OG, a friend of the program, friend of the show, and he recently just won the Puerto Rican Winter League humble brag. Is that good? You tell me. It's my pleasure to welcome Chris Muller. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. So you guys Thanks. just won it. You guys just won it yesterday, right? You guys just won the yep. Puerto Rican League yesterday. On a scale yep. of one to ten, how hungover are you right now? Are you a little bit buzzing or what? Dude, you know what? The way it kind of happened wasn't. I mean, it was it was electric, like no doubt. Uh, the only problem with it was we we had ext- like a, a bizarre celebration. You know, <laughs> it was just like it, like the way the whole way it was. There's there a big. It was, it was weird, honestly. There was a huge open room, like in the stadium. It was like electric for like ten minutes, and then we just stopped. And the stadium we were at was like two hours away from where we're staying, so we couldn't get blitzed. Okay. Or anything. So it's just like, and everything closed. They can't sell alcohol past like 10 or 11 here. And it, it was like 1130 when we got done. So yeah, today's today would have been, would have been the day to, to celebrate, but they have like this parade set up for us tomorrow. Holy um, shit. Along with the dinner. Yeah, dude, the baseball in Puerto Rico is second to none. Dude, that's electric because I saw the videos of you on, on – are not you specifically, but I saw videos. It looked like the weirdest shit ever. It looked like you guys were at a bar mitzvah. Like you guys were in like an empty building, and there Dude, was like was water wild. on the ground or soap or some shit, and they're sliding on it. Like what was going on there? Like who planned that? That was just the weirdest thing ever. So we ended, right? We are doing a little post-game, I guess, celebration that you see, like how people win the World Series and how they're jumping around on the field. And we're taking pictures of the trophy and one of the clubbies comes out because we wanted to get a picture of the gringos. Um, we ended up getting that picture, uh, by the way. But, yeah, we did that. One of the clubbies comes out. Like, hey, you guys need to go in there. They're start, starting to celebrate. We're like, all right, give us two minutes. We get our picture and we just run in there. And it's just like we have speakers booming, reggaetons playing. And, like, it, it, I've never – there's people there that I didn't know drank. <laughs> drinking. It was – wow. Well – Dude, it's just, it's bananas to me because I want to go back into it for a second. When what made you want to go to Puerto Rico? Like, how did it start? Like, did someone reach out to you and say, like, we need you on this team, or did you reach out to the team or your agent or something like that? So, I mean, it was kind of interesting. I mean, given the anomaly of this year, you know, not having a season to play for because this is my Rule Five year, um, and unfortunately, I wasn't selected. But you know, that's here nor there um but my agent was like you know this is prior to the rule five draft he's like this would be if you go down there and you pitch really well you know there's a a much better chance you can get rule five drafted this year so i went down here with the with the hopes of getting rule five drafted or maybe even a big league invite as a non-roster uh invite but um you know so i i reached out to the rays told them i was interested in playing winter ball and they I got a call one day. I was just hanging with a girlfriend and I got a call from a Puerto Rican number and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Uh, I answered that. And then that was, an, that was kind of an uncomfortable conversation. It's like, Hey, I'm going to be gone for two months. And she wasn't really happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> just gassing. Um, yeah, no, but so other than that, I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it started. And ever since then, it's just been, you know, it's, it, it's so, it's so different. The bit, like the team camaraderie, like you can tell that like, you know, in minor league baseball, it's pretty much, you know, for yourself, like you're, you're fighting other guys at your position to get promoted first. Like here, it, I, that was the most team-like atmosphere I've felt since college. 
Like really? everyone was playing for each other. Yeah, it was there. No one was rooting like not that anyone ever roots against you anyway, but it's like it. You could just tell that there was like the team camaraderie with this this team was just something special. And we all knew it from day one. Like we all got along together. It was like you have big leaguers on our team saying that you know this is this team is something special. Like I've been in the big leagues for X amount of years or whatever. Um, so this this team could be one of the best teams I've ever played on. So it's it was really cool to have the dynamic of having some older guys like Yadier Molina was on our team for the championship series, which and then you have guys that are that aren't even affiliated on our team. So just the the dynamic of our team is like having like a 14 year nine time gold glove winner on your team to having a guy who hasn't even signed with a, an affiliation or an organization yet. It, it's wild how a team like that can come together and play so well and want to play for each other it's, it was it was really cool dude but like you mentioned the Yadier Molina thing like how unfair is that you're facing a team right you're going into championship series and your team just pulls up a fucking gold glove winner out of nowhere and he's like he's on our team now nine like, nine time gold yeah glove nine time gold glove winner like how unfair do you think the other team was like what the hell what, what's this shit like they well, just pull Yadier out of nowhere well, so the way it went down actually was there was we had four teams in our league, right? Um, There's us, RA12, Manatee, and Maguez. Yadier Molina's and or Molina ended up uh, signing with Manatee for the semifinals against Maguez. So uh, Yadi was playing Maguez. We played RA12. We swept him in four games, so we kind of had to wait a while. And then there was this whole like. I, a couple guys on Mayaguez got COVID, so we had to wait another week to finish ours to see so they could finish their yeah. um, their series, and then we would go play whoever won that series. But Yachty was on my, uh, Manatee, so he played my uh, Mayaguez before we even played Mayaguez in the semifinals. And then he, once my, uh, Manatee got eliminated, he came to us, and then we played with him what against Mayaguez again. So yeah, it's, it's weird. That is such a weird. That's like that's bananas. That's even a thing. But you mentioned the big league guys you played with on your. Who else? Like who are the other big league guys that are in your on your roster? You got close with. Uh, v Mile Machine. Uh, he's with the Oakland A's. He's he was pretty cool. Uh, Jose De Leon. He's with the Reds. I actually rehabbed with him when I was at the Rays, um, for a little yeah. bit. So I got to know him pretty well. We got pretty close. Um, Victor Carantini was also on our team for the finals. Um, you Darvish's personal catcher. Oh, shit. That is. Yeah. 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 So he, so yeah, he was on our team for a little bit. Noel Cuevas, he, uh, played with the Rockies for a little bit. And then Ray Fuentes was with the Diamondbacks and the Royals and the Mets. And then you have, uh, Jones, we Fargus. He's with the Mets. So you're just on the most unfair team. (laughs) Pretty much. It was, it was, it was assembled to win this championship. And our, our GM did a really good job of finding guys that, you know, complimented one another and were able to work as a team. Like hats off to him. It was, it was really fun to play for. So what's, what, what happens now though? Like, so you guys won that. I saw you said something about going to not Mexico. Where, what what happens now? Mexico. Mexico. So So you guys go to Mexico. Winner. So, yeah, there's like a, in a normal year, there's like a bunch of teams in the Caribbean that go together and play in like a Caribbean World Series kind of thing. So it's like us or Puerto Rico rep- is represented, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Colombia, uh, Panama, Mexico. I 
think there's one more I'm missing out. But yeah, those like one the winner of each of those leagues, they go play somewhere. So like last year it was in hosted in Puerto Rico. Yeah. So the winner of all those leagues, they play each other in like a it's like a week long tournament. So okay. that's hosted in Mexico this year. So hopefully I'll get an invite. Obviously, like so the way that the team is assembled is the the league kind of gets to pick. Obviously, you think that you know the winning team should just go, but they're trying to figure out like there's a lot of guys that may not go because of spring training or oh yeah, you know, other reasons they just you just want to get take a load off before spring training. Um, so they the league kind of has like a final say as to who goes uh, and who stays, but hopefully I'll be able to, you know, partake in that because I mean that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So do you think like the Rays wouldn't let you do that? Because obviously you're kind of, you're, 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 you're fire throwing gas now. And you've obviously, yeah, got, yeah. You, you, you've got that experience now. You threw a pretty good amount of innings. Like you said there, you got a couple, you got a little work in. Do you think the Rays are going to kind of not shut you down, but they're going to say like, listen, like I, if I, I don't recommend you throw from now to spring training. I doubt it. I mean, I, I haven't heard. I mean, I've, like, I've been in contact with the Rays with regards to like how I've been doing. They've been getting my lines. They're really happy with how they, I doubt that I would. I feel like if I was more of like a, a big league camp guy, they wouldn't want me to, they probably want me to take a few weeks. I, I, I was going to be invited to big league camp. I don't know if I'd been asked to go to play a winter ball somewhere, but um, you know, not, not a top 30 prospect. I feel like they're just like, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't play this last year. If you want to play, go play. Yeah, I don't I think don't. that they would, they would, tell me not to go um in my case but may, maybe other guys so so tell the people what you're doing now because like i said you're throwing gas what what's like the mile per hour saying right now like what's the difference from when you got there or let's just say last spring training to now last spring so i went to driveline going into january and it was up to 97 um there and then i went into spring training i think it was like 94 to 6 um which is, I mean, I was a little bit higher than what I was in the season the year before, but this, uh, I went to Sugarland earlier, uh, last, or towards the end of last year, and I was up to 99. I, pretty much, I didn't think I threw a pitch below 94, and then here I've been anywhere from 93 to 97. Okay, so you're you're buzzing. I mean, but when you're throwing that hard out of the bullpen, because you're, you're you, like you said, you're, you're a bullpen guy there, are you just fucking right. letting it eat? Because I would just if oh, if yeah. I if I'm in there for one inning, it's just I'm letting that shit eat. Like I'm not throwing oh, anything. Yeah, I'm trust me, I'm I'm trying. Every I don't go out there banging. I'm gonna just like you know try to throw soft and try to pitch around these guys. Yeah. I don't want to throw as hard as I can by them. But obviously, like I I kind of got humbled a little bit. My first outing, I was going out there trying to hit a hundred. Like just have knowing have having no respect for these hitters in the sense of like okay, I'm going out there to like to get mine i'm trying to get rule five drafts i need to throw you know hit 100 essentially and you know that kind of bit me in the ass but um little did i know latinos can hit fastballs very well so (laughs) (laughs) um so i've kind of had a you know i didn't really have a good feel for my slider um come not really coming in here like once i got here i kind of lost feel for it so like over the last two months i've kind of been pitching with fastball changeup and I mean, it's been, it's been a ride. It hasn't been, it wasn't, I wasn't putting up numbers like it was in 2019 season or yeah, 2019 season. Like I was striking, I, I had like a 14 strikeout for nine or something yeah. like that in that season. Um, I think I have maybe five or six this season with like eight or nine innings, but yeah. So it's as of late, I've kind of, you know, found my slider with, um, 
with uh, messing with different like grips and stuff. So it's been things are looking up, and I'm really excited if I get the chance to go to Mexico to you know kind of show them that you know I've not necessarily show them I fixed it, but like show to myself that I fixed it and like let berets know that not necessarily let them know either, but it's just like they they're going to see the the type of progression that I've had since the beginning of the season. Well, yeah, they're going to see that you've been buzzing and all that shit. And I have a recommendation. Any, anytime Kyle, our guy, your brother, ever talks shit to you or chirps you, you just say to him, I can't hear you. I have my championship winter league ring shoved in my ear. Like, that's your response to Kyle now, just so you know. Just so you well, just I can – I can say that, or I can just say I'm stronger. You can't talk to me. Okay. So, like I said, I, there's actually you're you're on, you're on TikTok now, and you've been you've been buzzing on TikTok, and a lot of the impressions, a lot I'm of likes, and all that. To. You're buzzing <laughs> on TikTok, but you're 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 squatting just an un, uncomfortable amount. So, what would you say is your max right now? Give the listeners a little background on what you're putting up on the squat rack, because you're a big leg guy, and I respect that out of you. Well, yeah. So when I was back home i mean kyle i kind of got a head start on kyle because he was in the uh the alternate side in the taxi squad yeah or um with the braves while they were making their playoff run so i kind of got a head start with with regards to legs but recently i've been you know i've i put up 500 two different times for one rep each um the depth is slowly getting better <laughs> um i've been called out by my teammates numerous times so oh, when I post videos in the past, they're like, oh, you're going to do – we have a trainer with the, with the Rays who does, like, like not even a quarter rep squats. And he's like, they're basically just messing with me on my, on my depth. So I'm slowly trying to focus on getting <laughs> lower uh, in my squat. But, yeah, I, I finally got the 500 mark, and I, I don't think Kyle has yet. That's an electric milestone, just the 500 mark, man. And let, let's go into uh-huh. it. Let's go into it with Kyle. I mean, obviously he was uh, – he was with the taxi squad for the Braves, and he was on that run. You went to a couple of games last year. How weird was it to like to be able to watch live sports, like especially the World Series? I believe you were at the World Series, right, and the championship I was. series. I was at the game where Brett Phillips hit the the walk off. Yeah, uh, that to this like I don't think I'm ever going to see a more electric game than that. That was the most yeah. insane ending of a game I've ever seen in my life, dude. Um, but yeah, it was wild not having sports for that long, and then being able and also not going to a to a big league game when you're playing professional baseball. I mean, like it's like you're in season for pretty much the same amount of time. So the only opportunity you're going to be able to watch baseball is in postseason. Yeah, the just playoffs. Being, having, having friends that, you know, like having Kyle be in the taxi squad to leave me tickets or having friends on the raise that can leave me tickets. Like it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's definitely weird. I was, I was talking to, my girlfriend Julia about it and I was just like I don't I don't know the next time I'm going to be able to sit down and watch a baseball game with you like a like a big baseball game with you like ever like this is really cool and what was crazy about that World Series was it was like it like the Rays were unreal and you obviously you're in that system and you see these guys who was one guy that really stood out to you in that series that you're like I knew this guy was a dog the whole time and about time he put it on like the national stage I mean, I don't know if uh, obviously a Rose Arena. I mean, yeah. most outrageous rookie performance of all time uh, in the playoffs. But um, I mean, I didn't really know much going into it. But like, just seeing him consistently hit bomb after bomb, extra base hit, crazy, being bro. clutch. It was just it was uh, it was unreal to watch and unreal to experience firsthand. 
dude, it, he, what he did, man, and that uh, that World Series run was insane. Like it was like all time. I think he was one of the best all time. But it's just um, it's it's cool, especially like you said, to be like a big leaguer. Uh, be a guy in a system and you get to watch a major league baseball game because you never know. Like you said, you never know when it's going to happen. The only time that it could possibly happen is if the Rays give you an exemption on Kyle's debut and they let you actually go watch the game and shit. Because I like, like you yeah. said, man, I doubt that, like, I doubt you're going to be able to go to another game again. It's going to be impossible without yeah, busy. No, it's, it's, yeah, for sure. No doubt. And with, with, you know, with the development that I've made in this past off season and throughout Puerto Rico is like, obviously like, you know, he could be doing the same with me. Like, I don't know how, how long it's going to take for me to get to the big leagues. Um, you know, I plan, I'm, it's definitely in, in the plan. Like I, yeah. I don't plan on not making it there, but uh, you know, who knows, maybe it can happen sooner than later. So like I said, like it's, I, I don't know the next time. I don't know if it's going to be possible for this to happen. For sure. And we, I got a bone to pick and so do you, because we'll say this. Uh, Heasley, our guy, our guy recently just got married, Jonathan Heasley. I, my invite must've got lost in the mail. Did you, did you get, did you get the invite to the wedding for Heasley? Cause I, mine was lost in the mail. It had to be, I don't know what was happening with <laughs> I, this guy. I did get the invite. That's I was in Puerto up. Rico though, so I couldn't go. That's <laughs> fucked up, Heasley. That's fucked up. And, and listen to this. This is how much of a Heasley guy I am. And this is actually, this falls on your brother because I told your brother and I said, listen, when you're at this wedding, I want you to FaceTime me and text me like 10 minutes before. I'm going to put a suit on and I'm going to pretend that I got ready for Heasley's <laughs> wedding and I want you to FaceTime me. And of course, your brother probably had a couple, had a couple beers, had a couple vodka sodas, never got a fucking FaceTime. It broke my heart, to be honest. But I'm assuming the wedding was good, Heasley. Did you get him a gift? Did you get him a, mar- uh, a wedding gift or something like that or just have, shoot him a text? I haven't. I haven't yet. I was waiting to get paid, and it's kind of just dwindled on. But yeah, I'm definitely going to get him something because I did. I do feel bad about not being there. That wedding looked um, electric. Yeah, I mean, I was. Pl- I, I don't even think we were playing games yet. That was in November. Yeah, no, I think you were like you had a quarantine right for like two weeks or whatever. Or you had to, or just I don't know what you had to do, but you you weren't there. I remember I Facetimed you, and you were just chilling in your hotel room or wherever you were. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's actually pretty nice. I mean, I'll show you the view. Let me see if I can put this around. Dude, I mean, this is kind of you have like a balcony, but like, yeah, that's holy shit. We're, we're on a golf course right now. It's pretty sick, dude. Yeah, and and I wanted to go into that also. I mean, obviously, it's like a diff. You're in a different country, a different. I, I I don't even know if it's a different continent. I might even be in. It might be North America. I'm no, not sure. I'm territory with... of the United States. Okay, okay. So, anyways, you're on a different continent. But what's like the biggest? reality check or i guess you could say one of the biggest differences you see in puerto rico compared to usa driving. Like the driving are they just psychopaths on the road every every single driver has tinted windows <laughs> which is not it's not a, not saying anything to the driving but the driving is also i mean it's not it's not good <laughs> um you know you got people driving with their bright every everyone at night drives with their brights on and it's just like they'll be right up behind you too. Um, left left lane's not the fast lane by any means. It's any lane, free for all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean the ro- the roads aren't the best. I mean you can't really go faster than than eighty without if you go if you go faster than eighty and you, there's a pothole in the road, then you're, oh. you're almost as good as dead. Like it's it's serious. Apparently they're they're saying like if you go fast, the people will, like late at night people will throw stuff in the um in the road like 
I don't know, rob you essentially. Like you just like wreck your car and then rob you. I, it, that's just shit. what I've heard, and I'm just like, yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't experienced that, so I can't really attest to how accurate that is. Is there like? So I remember when I used to go to the Dominican Republic when I was a kid, there's always used to be kind of like ghettos and there used to be like just kids just roaming around playing baseball and all that kind of stuff. Is it like that in Puerto Rico? Like, do you just walk around, you see kids just playing baseball with like bottle cops? No, and shit? I haven't. I haven't. And, you know, I think that, I think that Puerto Rico is kind of, you know, I mean, I guess better off in the sense that like they're, you know, they're a territory of the United States. So it's kind of like they have some sort of government aid. Um, but yeah, I haven't really seen any, um, I haven't seen any kids with vodka. I also have, haven't really been out trying to like explore at all. I've just kind of been, you know, captive to the apartment that we're at and I'll either go to Sam's or I'll go to the field or sometimes we'll go to the beach, but yeah, it's not, there's not a lot of exploring. And like, like I said, we're on a golf course, not like a country club. So it's like, kind so you're of, just living lavish. You're here. living lavish. Yeah. I would, I, yeah, you could say that. Dude, it it's it actually like some of the I think you sent me a picture of the golf course you were at, dude. Like, is that is that what you would just do in your off days there? You would just like golf with the boys? Yeah, no, we we a lot of the time too is like we'll golf with our our manager because he's a big golf guy, um, and one of our um, analytics guys he golfs a lot too. Um, so it's pretty much been me, one other guy, one other player that's been golfing because the other guys don't really know how, and then. <laughs> manager and analytic guy did y'all do your catch you by the way like did he catch one of your pens or anything like that no he no. didn't catch you i don't think he, he hasn't caught he hasn't caught yet i don't know I, there's rumors he's going to mexico with us but i don't know okay so he's just been there just right did he like he hit or he was just there for moral yeah, support? yeah he's no if he was there for moral support that just speaks to the character and now he's playing um he played first in DH. Oh, he's playing first. Okay, I, I I assumed he wouldn't even play. His legs are probably just fucked. Like his he, yeah. the amount of innings he's caught, his legs are probably just ruined. But no, man. I mean, well, like, well, has he talked? Like, do you guys talk to him, or what's the deal? He's just like, is it hard to talk? Yeah, to him? no, no, not at all. He the first day he was coming to our team, he came up to all the way the pitchers were stretching. He just got done hitting the cage. He came up to every pitcher, introduced himself. I was like, what? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> like, like what? Like that's Yadier Molina? You're kidding me? Um, but yeah, he's a great, he's a great dude. He's easy to talk to. He's, you know, he, he just loves the game. Like yeah. you know, it just speaks to him coming to play winter ball. Like he, he's an established big leaguer. He's a nine-time Gold Glove winner, um, and he's he chose to come out here and get some reps in and just, you know, he doesn't he doesn't act bigly. I mean, he doesn't act bigly at all. Like people know him, people respect him here. Like he's you know, arguably the face of Puerto Rico. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was just kind of surreal. Like, okay, this guy's, you know, hopefully going to be a first ballot hall of famer one day. And, you know, you're on the same team as him. You're talking about guys you mutually know, like, it's just wild. Dude, it's sick because he's like, it's crazy. He doesn't have to be there. That's the thing. Like he has enough experience where he can just walk in. He doesn't even need to even do anything in big in spring training. Like he just shows right. up and he's probably a starting catcher there. So he doesn't even need to play in the winter league. But besides the fact, I want to bring this up because I remember your brother got like viral on TikTok, Instagram, everything for doing the, the Smirnoff ice with his girlfriend. Right. Do you remember that video? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you remember the comments? Cause he was getting torched for that shit. Do you remember? Like people were roasting him. Do you remember I that? I didn't know. I, I I don't remember the comments he had. I know that that was 
just as much my idea as it was his. Yeah, see, I don't, <laughs> I don't do think it. you gave credit. I don't think he tagged you in the in the caption, bro. I don't think he gave no, you shit. I, I, re- I recorded the thing. <laughs> I taped it to his back. Uh, you know, you know, it's he. It's his cloud. You know, it's his girlfriend. He got the cloud for it, but you know, I'm I'll stand by. And I remember actually, uh, someone roasted him, and I said a comment that was, I think it was offside. Like I, I, I don't know what I said to this person. I, uh, I, I'm trying to pull it up actually. I don't. I, I know that there was some like, <laughs> some like really weird comments. Like, yeah, like people were roast. I, I, I honestly think people were roasting him, but I'm not even sure. But I, I, I know it was an election. I do video. remember. I do remember you commenting on instagrams roasting some guy yeah because they roasted your brother like i said that's what i do like i'm just a big i'm a big Mueller guy if anyone comes at you yeah. too like i said they get in the body i don't remember what i said but i roasted it was him. so funny i i remember i looked at kyle because kyle didn't really check his instagram after he gets like or he posts yeah um, he, big deal um, whatever i i saw it and i was like dude did you see what <laughs> did you see what johnny said and he goes no and then we we're just like him in a coffin dude yeah dude that's what we do but dude but let's go back to the puerto rico thing for one second because you said you said these hitters are fucking mashing baseballs there like what did did you go and be honest here did you go into this situation thinking like man i'm gonna carve and then you kind of got a reality check looking at it and being like man these guys are freaks oh yeah dude i i had a huge like you know coming off the sugar land i mean i gave a I had a rough first outing there. You know, I didn't really think much about it after that. I came here, had a rough first outing here, and then it's kind of kind of settled in since. But yeah, I think I think that I've kind of I definitely had an ego check going down here and thinking I could just get fastballs by people because that's the thing is like they can hit fastballs and I that you know I guess it takes experience for that to happen to you for you to really. Uh, you know, relate to it and like take in, take into account, dude. It's it, like you said, man. I mean, I uh, there's a lot of dogs, especially in that part of like the world, like in Puerto Rico, Dominican. You watch these winter league videos, and these guys are just launching baseballs in orbit. And yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Is, is there going to be like a minor league season though this year? Like, did you ever did you hear anything about that? Like, is there a full minor well, league no, season? Apparently, I got a call from one of our pitching coaches the other day, and apparently that uh, our spring training is going to start as soon as they get they go or like the big leaguers go off to their affiliate or go off to the affiliate they go off to their uh cities okay so so what they're doing is they're trying to spread it out by having the big leaguers go from like february to mar like march slash april and then you guys are going to show up but so that means your season's yeah, going to start said, later yeah so our spring training is going to start in april and then and that's what i was told you know obviously things could change um and then i think what they said was it's going to get extended into october okay so let's go into the beard because a lot, last time we had you on, you were clean shaved, literally looked <laughs> yeah. like a, like if I, and I look back on the videos of having you on and I look back at the pictures of when we like, what we had you on and all that stuff. You look completely fucking different. And like, now you oh, have yeah. a full duck dynasty beard. You look electric, <laughs> you're throwing gas. Let's talk about the beard, man. What, I mean, what made you want to do this? Like it's a, it's your brand now. So you got to embrace it. You got to never shave it. Oh yeah, well you have to take that one up with the girlfriend because she's just had she's had enough of it. <laughs> she's like, I need a trim. I'm like, okay, I'll cut an inch off. She's like, no, I'm taking like three or four. I'm like, that's the whole thing. She goes, so. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think it started in quarantine. I think everyone was just kind of like, okay, we're gonna just see how long this goes, and then I just kept going, and then I got I, I stumbled upon some 
some grooming product for, for beards and, you know, haven't really looked back since. So now it's just <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I dead ass bought a blow dryer down here just so I could blow dry my beard. That's incredible. That's a good, yeah. how, how much is it like, how, like, it, does it take a lot to maintain that? Because it looks like it takes a lot. Oh, really? I mean, I just, I, I'll blow dry it after I shower. I have, uh, sh- I shampoo and condition it like twice, twice or three times a week. So like okay. every other day, maybe, maybe a little, uh, longer in between, but, um, yeah, I mean, you just whenever you're going out, you just put some some balm and some oil in it, and it just looks awesome. So that's just your brand now, though, man. I mean, you got to think about this for marketing purposes, right? Like when you coming oh, out of no the doubt, dude, you coming out of the pen with or whatever, you coming out of the pen or just on the mound in general with a beard throwing ninety nine. Are you shitting me? That's an, that looks that's incredible. I talked to Kyle today. He's like, dude, you need to get a mohawk. I was like, oh my God. Kyle? He goes, what do you mean? Like a little, like, you mean like, I was like, I can't do that, dude. And he goes, I was thinking about it for a little bit. You know, I was like, you know, maybe like a little faux hawk or something. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Dude, no, you wear a hat, bro. I can't do that. It's not like it's not like you're like it's not. I mean, it looks electric. You just have to always be like have your hat off in the dugout. But I mean, you can't. Be I have my that. hat. Yeah, yeah. I have my hat on now because my hair is. I look homeless without wearing. A, I haven't. I haven't had a haircut in like two and a half, three months. Dude, me neither. It so it's just like once, once. <laughs> really, I couldn't tell. I'm gonna shave my head. I think I'm gonna shave my head to be. Oh, honest. there's the hair. I might have seen you without a hat on, dude. I always wear a hat, and I get roasted for wearing a hat inside. But it's like, listen, dude, it's quarantine. I'm not gonna. I, I, everything's <laughs> dude, closed. Look, look at my hairline, guy. Yeah. You want, you want people seeing this? I, I yeah, I'll be I'll honest, man. The, this hair is like, I mean, I'll be honest. I I need to get a haircut, but I'll, I'm just thinking about shaving it. And actually, <laughs> let's go into let's go into doing things for players here because you were in that Instagram live where I broke history, where I was the first ever yeah. podcast host to piss his pants. Did you genuinely think that I would do that shit? Like, did you genuinely think like Johnny's gonna piss himself? Yeah, hundred percent. So you know I'm a man of integrity. I, I was, I was, I was, I was like, as soon as you put that out there, I was like, dude, he's gonna, he's gonna end up eating his own words here because like if this, if this happens, I didn't know. I didn't know he was uh, gonna. I didn't we, know. We both thought we had a conversation that same day. It was yeah. like, I mean uh brantley we we're talking about brantley going to, it was rumored to go to the blue jays and yeah but not but oh, we were like, like dude, if, if he if he does it you have to i would have had to do some crazy shit if brantley thank god hazel may <laughs> who's dead to me literally just sewered me and broke the news for no reason which didn't happen but no did, did you see like did you and kyle talk about that because kyle commented like maybe a minute after i posted and he said and I, he was just sent laugh emojis easily was commenting i think what i did now is i just put my balls on the table forever for like the future like everyone now if anyone comes at me that like just watch that video watch like do the picture yeah, of me well, saluting yeah well it's kind of like a you know Devils are not dug a catch 22 in the sense like if you have to do stuff in the future, you're gonna have to one up pissing your pants. That's and I don't know what I'm gonna be able to do because pissing your pants, and I'll say this, it was the most uncomfortable shit ever. Like I bet you said you didn't even did you go shower immediately after? Yeah, I I went obviously I went showered immediately after. I I, literally those pants, and I said this that those pants should be in the hall of fame. Like I I don't think anyone on the (laughs) and I'll say this, I don't think anyone on the planet has ever pissed their pants for a signing of like a baseball player i think i'm the first ever. i think i'll have to be the first ever 
It just speaks to your love for the Jays, my it guy. It does, man. I do love the Jays, especially except, except when you pitch against them. So whenever that happens, we'll tune in for that. But, I mean, I'll, I want to go back into the Rays for a second because you said you've been con- in contact with them and all that kind of stuff. Where do you kind of see yourself starting out next year? Like double A, high A? Like what's going on here? You know, if you'd asked me this question going into the spring training, I probably would have been more confident in saying double A just because I was had so I had really good command of my stuff. Everything was working. Um, now I'll probably, I mean, with, with regards to like, you know, how I pitched down here and the, I wouldn't say lack of success, but like, kind of like the, I guess the mishap of the first outing. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to remain hopeful saying I'd start in double A, but you know, it's looking like more likely I'll, I'll probably start in high A and then, you know, hopefully I can, you know, pitch well enough to get promoted quickly and maybe, you know, get in triple A by the end of the year. I don't know. That's, that I, obviously you can say that's your plan and whatnot, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's not up to you. You know, you can do as well as you like it. The front office doesn't move you up, and you can't. Yeah, that's true. And, and you, you got to go gotta, anywhere. And you got to look at it the the other another way too, because obviously last year you would have had an opportunity to, I guess, carve and prove yourself. And last year was kind of a down year for everyone. You exactly. didn't really have the opportunity to like. So you got to kind of, I guess, not start over, but I guess you got to just got to start where you left off, pretty much, like two years ago exactly. technically which is shitty but i mean it is crazy though because where, who is the high 18 for the race that bowling green you said it's now bowling green again oh, so, so i have the chance to going back going back there which Damn. i mean the city itself is awesome but the travel was just fucking brutal yeah you like, guys it was like six oh. to eight hours of every bus ride it was dude, dude it was awful that's minor league i mean granted it is a college town so i mean it was it was fun while we were there um but yeah dude it was six to eight hours and then you see like people like in b1 basketball complaining about dude it pisses me off because i I remember when i was at juco i went on a 16 hour bus ride like just straight up 16 (laughs) hours 16 hours and this is the this is the thing that's fucked about it i went 16 hours from mccook nebraska to south dakota right we stopped at i guess what's that thing called mount rushmore i don't know why i said what's that thing called we stop at rush mount rushmore Which I didn't want to, like, I wanted to just see it. We were there for like an hour and a half, two hours. So it just turned into an 18-hour bus ride. So we had to stop there. And obviously in Juco, you're not going to stop halfway and get a hotel. So we had to sleep on the bus in this shitty-ass coach bus on the floor. It was the most worst experience. And then we went there, and we had, like, we got swept, and we had to bus back. But one of the funny stories is we had our bus at the field, and my – my co- my buddy got kicked off in the middle of the game. Like our coach just took him out of the lineup. They got into a fight and he said, get to the bus. And then my coach got tossed. So they were just sitting on the bus together after getting into a fight. Just literally the most awkward thing of all time. But that, that that's, that's cool. what we, that's what we had to do, bro. 16 hours, man. It's crazy that you have these D one athletes complaining about like a four hour bus ride. Like get out yeah. of my face, get out of my face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I remember there was a lot of times last year where we'd get done with a game, like a home game, and we'd have to have our bags, like, ready to go to get on a bus. We'd get to, like, Lansing, Michigan at, like, 3 in the morning. <laughs> and then we would and then we would have, like, a little BP before the game at, like, 7.30. I'm like, yeah. dude, this is brutal. Like, oh, like, if any chance of recovery you, like, wanted, you gone. You gotta feel like, for those hitters. I'm, I'm sick. Yeah, like, I'm. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But I'm like, I'm going back to the bus situation. I'm six five, dude. Like, I, if you have a bus partner or a seat partner next to you, you are you are You're secluded dead. to your chair, and like, you can either get in the aisle, and then people have to walk over you. And don't even get me started on the guys that have to shit on the bus. 
Oh, dude, you can't be that guy to shit on the bus, though. You, those you guys get roasted. You can't. you can't. Those guys no. get roasted. And we had a coach. We had a coach in 2019 who would do it at before every trip. Why? Why? Just, I mean, that's, just to fuck with us. That's a scumbag move. That's a scumbag move. I will say that's that, kang- man. That's kangaroo court material right there. That is kangaroo court. Does that go on actually? Because I know that goes on in hockey. But oh, yeah. do you guys do that in the minors? Oh yeah. Holy shit! Have you been fined? Be honest. Have you been fined? No, I haven't. I haven't. Are you on the court? Are you? Are you? Are you one of the guys laying down the fines? <laughs> no. You're not. You're, you're I kind of. I kind of try to stay stay lay or I try to lay low on that. Okay, I respect that. I respect that 100%, man. But a couple more things here. The second last thing I wanted to bring up is we've got to talk about those Dallas, Dallas Stars playoff run last year. You're a big Dallas guy. My my guy, let's go. So you're a big Dallas Stars guy. My brother's a big Dallas yeah. Stars guy. What you're a run, Leafs by the guy, way. Huh? Out of, I'm a Leaf guy. But out of nowhere, legit, out of, legitimately out of nowhere, this run. What was running through your head when you're watching this? You obviously couldn't go to the games because they were in here. I think Toronto and Edmonton. But what was that like, man? Just I to kind of see a, that. I went, so at American Airlines, they were hosting like a watch party, essentially. I think we yeah. went to two of those, which is really fun because they still played the sound effects every time they scored. Yeah. Um, or did what they did like the Dallas Stars uh, chant and all that other stuff. But yeah, it was, dude, it was electric. And how about the start they're having this year? They're buzzing. That dude, and it's crazy because oh. I don't think I don't think half their guys are playing. Like I don't think Jamie Ben's playing. Corey Perry, I know Corey Corey Perry's obviously gone, but half the lineup's gone, and then you have just Antoine Kudobin, just the nast, just the biggest freak of all time. Hudobin. Hudobin, sorry. I just I, yeah. I say it the Canadian way, but I that's have, what I'm the only reason I'm correcting you is because I have his jersey and I you, got oh, corrected before I started saying it. Dude, it go, it goes into it, man. And be honest here. You wish you were a hockey player, Loki. It's just the most electric sport ever to watch. It Dude, is. I played roller hockey growing up. Okay. There's I played in a roller hockey league growing up, and I was terrible. Okay. So yeah, it, it, it's a little skill. You're a little bit too I think you're no. honestly, I think you're a little bit too tall. That's that's the problem. Uh, I, I dude, dude, I can be a chara. Yeah, Chara. Well, Chara is a freak. I could be a Chara. I mean, now, freak. if I if I knew how to skate well, I could never hockey stop or like you know, <laughs> doing the. You never hockey Dude, stop. I tried doing. <laughs> I no, I can't, and I I I blame it on my size. But dude, that was the, the scariest shit. I think I'd be. I was the guy that would like roll into the <laughs> roll into the side of the <laughs> ring just to stop. I, honestly, <laughs> I I played hockey my whole life, and I was probably that guy too. But this is the last. This is the last thing here because obviously you're an electric guy. You're an electric guest. One of the one of the OGs here. Let's speak on what's going to happen this year for you. What are you going to like? What's your specific goals that you have, mile per hour wise, lifting wise, anything wise? And let's quote. Let's quote this shit and let's blow it yeah, up here. No like, well, let's get it going. Like it. Um, well, obviously. I'm one mile an hour away from a hundred. So obviously that's the goal. Um, you know, I just, I, I want to have a, as good of a season as I did in 2019, but be able to progress further in my career, essentially like up the ladder. Yeah. Um, you know, throwing harder and like having the same kind of stuff that I did then um, lifting wise, you know, I want to be able to squat 500 for reps Holy um, at, de- at decent, re- at decent uh, depth. Um, I think I have, I have, 335 on bench for one. Um, I've already gotten Holy that, so probably shit. three. So three, 350 for bench for one. Um, I've kind of banged doing back workouts um, just because when you throw, like your lat. Well, it's not necessarily back, but there's no, you, there's no 
position in, or like in the throwing motion where you're going to have to row or you're going to yeah. have to pull down. I, I mean, I have, you know, you obviously you have goals, but at the same time, you got to have those goals in check because at the end of the day, it's the front office's decision to promote you. I just want to do the best I can, put myself, my, put myself in the best position possible to get promoted. So, well, um, well yeah, well, let's break three. Let's break a three ERA this year. Like, let's do that. Like, let's fuck around, but break a three ERA. I, I, I'm not going to okay, say no to that. It. Let's break a two. Okay. I have, I, have bro- I have broke a three. Yeah. You, oh, you already did. 2019. Humble brag, whatever. Uh, my whole my whole career. Yeah, actually, humble brag also. Just, I mean, just putting your balls on the table. But there you have it, man. I mean, I'm excited to see what you do this week on Sunday. You're going to be pitching in, pitching in the – actually, like, we're, it's pretty much like the World Cup, what you're pitching in. Like it's just all the all the nasty yeah. all the nasty countries in baseball going at it. So man, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that man. And obviously, it was a pleasure to have you back on. One of the OGs of the show, big fan yeah, of the show. It's been you a minute. you were with us when we were when we had that weird black and was white. It 20, logo. Was it 2018? It was or like tw- it was like December 2018. So you were with us when we had that weird black and white logo. We weren't buzzing, but now look at us. Now look yeah, at this shit. You love to yeah, see it. Yeah, look at all the all the Grande Liga guys you've gotten on here. There it is. We're buzzing, man. But. But anyways, Chris, we'll we'll uh, we'll keep in we'll keep in touch, man. I appreciate you doing this. And people, look out for this guy next year. You can't miss him on the field. He's just going to be six foot five with a beard, throwing a hundred. So put that in your put that in your <laughs> cornflakes. Yeah, let's see it. All right, we are now joined by a man who suffered a, a some may say a devastating loss on Friday on the baseball field. He runs the account Rocks Pile. You guys should follow it if you're Rockies fans. It's my pleasure to welcome. Kevin Henry to the official official podcast, brother. How you doing, dude? Man, I'm doing well. You know, I mean, we've gone through the five stages of grief here a little bit over the last couple of days. So uh, doing all right today, man. Sun came out in Colorado, so uh, nothing to gripe about. And I got to talk about this because I mentioned this to you earlier. And I said, I suffered this kind of when the Jays got rid of Josh Donaldson, Marcus Stroman. And I was starting to realize like, man, this wagon of a team is starting to just deteriorate and they actually suck the next year. But what, what 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 was your knee jerk reaction when you looked on your Twitter feed and you saw Ken Rosenthal say Nolan Arenado is gone? You know, it was something we we kind of knew was coming. Yeah, but it was one of those when and and whenever I was sitting there Friday night and ironically was watching the San Andreas, a really bad uh, you know a rock movie there. But uh, the earthquake scenes going on. All of a sudden, I look down, I get the notification, and I'm like. You know, numb. That's the only thing that I tweeted <laughs> out, honestly. You know, and and it was it wasn't a shock, but it was still one of those. It really happened, and then you start thinking back to Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor, and you go, the Rockies aren't going to get back what they they deserve from this guy. And that's where my head immediately went: is what kind of payback is there going to be from the Cardinals at all? And of course, you know, we're we're still waiting to hear that as of this moment, but. Uh, everybody's saying it's it's not going to be good. I just I don't get it because it makes you really think like what could other teams have offered that could have been better than the Cardinals because there's farm systems right like the Tampa Bay Rays um where you have a ton of prospects in the top 100 and they have a ton of guys that they they're, they 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 can trade and right. they decided to trade with the Cardinals and I believe they also are giving them a given the Cardinals a 50 million dollar like they're paying 50 million dollars off the contract well, we understand. yeah uh you know so you're paying your best player to go away yeah it's it, crazy and, and that's how everybody's looking at it in Denver right now it really is it's that the Rockies have have just made such a mess of this and it's been a mess honestly since about what September of 2019 yeah I mean it really has been 
So, but but the fact that we're here now, the fact that you know Nolan is going to be gone soon officially, yeah, and yep. that what the Rockies get back isn't going to be nearly what he was worth or would be worth in July. Honestly, I believe at the trade deadline, it, it's it's mind blowing. It it is mind blowing because if you think like, it, and obviously this this is going to add salt to the wound of me saying this, but Nolan Arenado is a literally like a once in a generation kind of third baseman man. I mean, he gold gloves. He mashes at home and away. He's just that like he is so good at baseball. It is like he's the opposite of what I was, and it's it's crazy to look at his stats and look at how nasty he was. And the the Rockies put their balls on the table and sign them to a massive deal. They're like, we want you here. We want to build around you. And next thing you know, they trade them to the Cardinals for, I'm assuming it's not going to be that much. Well, and you just said something really key. They said they were going to build around him and it never happened. You know, don't forget the Rockies were in game 163 with the Dodgers to win the NL West title. Yeah. You know, they were that close before they signed Nolan to the long-term deal. So everybody thought, you know, there's a chance that this could really be that window of contention that, that we always hear about. And the Rockies didn't really do anything to add. You know, DJ LeMahieu went away. They added Daniel Murphy, which turned into a complete disaster. And, and that was their big splash. And when that didn't pan out, the Rockies finished 20 games under 500 toward the end of that season when we're in the clubhouse with Nolan, you can start feeling the stress and the frustration. And at that point, we're like, oh, man, this is going to be a critical offseason just for the Rockies to try to add. And then, of course, we know that didn't happen. COVID happened. Nolan hurt his shoulder. I mean, you know, 2020 was bad on a number of levels. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, that that definitely didn't help. It, it, it is, man. And, like, I'm just looking back on You mentioned DJ LeMahieu, and I completely forgot that he was on the Rockies. Like, that, like, he, could you think about that infield? You'd have our guy, Josh Fuentes, at first, who who showed, who played very well last year. Trevor Story, DJ LeMahieu, and Nolan Arenado on your goddamn infield. Like, could do you ever reminisce on that and be like, wow? Dude, absolutely. Oh, absolutely you do. You know, and, and if you want to go a little step bur- further back and, and include some pain for the Rockies, don't forget, you had Tulo at short. Oh, my uh, God. You know? Yeah. So for a while there, you had Nolan, Tulo, DJ, and Helton. That's your <laughs> I didn't even think about now, that. Yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, we went through the Tulo trade that nobody expected to the Blue Jays. We saw what came back in that in terms of Jose Reyes and how that all blew up completely. Yeah. Uh, you know, so unfortunately, Rockies fans have been through this before, and it's never worked out well. And I actually, I actually have a good just the perspective on Tulo because when I think of Tulo in Toronto, man, I think of that Blue Jays team with David Price and Josh Donaldson and Stroman oh, and those dude. guys. And Tulo was a part of that. He was a big part of that. Obviously, injuries kind of took away his career here in Toronto, but man, was he a fun guy to watch. I couldn't even imagine that infield you just mentioned. You have Arenado and Tulo on the left side of the infield. It would be idiotic. Well, and, and, and Tulo really was one of those guys who taught Arenado how to be a pro player. And, and Nolan's talked about that and how influential that Tulo was. So think about all of a sudden, Tulo's gone. Tulo's traded off to Toronto. Now, it was a great deal for the Blue Jays, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it was, and a lot of us, whenever Toronto came to Colorado the next year, got the chance to finally say goodbye because Tulo was actually traded while the Rockies were on the road. Wow. So, so that was a big thing for the Rockies fans to at least get to say goodbye to Tulo. And when, you know, 
we know the schedule's still in flux because of COVID, but July 4th weekend is when the Cardinals are due to come back oh, to Coors no. Field. Dude, I'm telling you, that is going to be uh, one hell of an ovation uh, that Nolan Arenado gets. Do you think Do you think Nolan Arenado's kind of have a, has a sour feeling in his mouth with the Rockies, or do you think he's like kind of thanking them for, I guess, g- giving him the opportunity to play for a team that's in playoff contention with Gold Goldschmidt and all these guys? Well, you know, Nolan had a no trade in there. Yeah. And so Nolan had to waive that. And so I, I don't think there's much of a thank you coming from Nolan. Uh, yeah. There may be something else for you coming from <laughs> Nolan, to be perfectly honest. I mean, yeah. But uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think that uh, Nolan saw the opportunity. He saw that the, the contract was still going to be in play, which was really important as far as the players union is concerned. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, I'll, you know, the stars aligned for St. Louis. They certainly didn't for Colorado and, and for Nolan as well. And, and I just want to make real clear, everybody in Denver is going to be cheering for Nolan. Oh there's yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's not even a doubt in the mind because uh, the, the real hatred vitriol, whatever you want to call it has turned toward 20th and Blake right now. And, and the front office and the ownership. It's just, I don't know, man. It's I, when I think of the Rockies and obviously I, I don't get opportunity to watch that many games here in Toronto. When I think of the Rockies, I think about that team that went to the world series, man. I think about how fun it was to kind of see yeah. playoff baseball in Colorado. Cause it was like our, our world series baseball was rare, right? You never really yeah. see that. Oh, and yeah. that team didn't have like, I mean, that team had like good, good players, but there was not one superstar like Nolan Arenado. It just really makes you think about if that front office had a little bit more brain cells going, how nasty this team could be because there's so many free agents even still available, man. There are. There are. You know, the, the Rockies owner, Dick Monfort, made it very clear in the offseason that because of the financial losses last year from COVID, he was going to pull back this year. We all expected it. We all knew it. But at the same time, you didn't, you know, you, you see guys out there who could have been such a good fit and they go at a price that you go, we couldn't afford that. Um, you know, and, and don't forget back in December, the Rockies non-tendered David Dahl, an all-star outfielder just yep. a year, a season ago, uh, 2019. And so you look at that and you go, ah, oh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't understand outside looking in right now at what the, the direction that this franchise is going. It's, it's, I mean, it- and if, if I can't wait to look like down 10 years in the road and say in two off seasons, Mookie Betts and Nolan Arenado got traded or it's, it's crazy, man. It really is. It is. It is. You know, and, and we knew the NL West was going to be loaded already, you know, and it's not like Colorado was going to compete against the Padres or Dodgers. I mean, that, yeah. that's a given, but it would have at least been fun to see the what if, you know, and Nolan is such a competitive guy, knowing that those two teams were so stacked. He would have, I, I think he would have raised his game. Of course, you know, he's going to do that in St. Louis now. And um, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. Man. That St. Louis team is going to be fun, though. Like all yeah. like all uh, team favorite teams aside, they're like you got Goldschmidt and Aaron Otto in the same lineup. Are you shitting me? Like that's well, going to be. Well, and, and here's the thing. Rockies fans for years were like, thank God when Goldschmidt got out of the NL West because he was a killer for the Rockies. Yeah. And now you see, yeah, Nolan and uh, him are going to be connecting on those throws across the diamond. <sighs> crazy man, man. oh dude it's i can't wait for the like the the mlb next year dude it's gonna be there's gonna be and honestly there's still so many free agents like there's so many guys still available like trevor bauer and i just i don't buy and if, if you're a rockies fan maybe you can obviously you're a rockies fan you can help me out on this do you think that the fans are buying this fact that the ownership's losing so much money and they're willing not to pay i wouldn't buy it no no there, there's none of that going on at all i mean 
we we know and, and here's the problem <laughs> so if you come to downtown denver and right next to coors field there's a new real estate development being built called mcgregor square that yeah. is being funded by the people who own the rockies <laughs> and so rockies fans are seeing this monolith go up right next to coors field and, and it'll be a great addition to downtown when we yeah. get past COVID. i mean it's gonna be fantastic but they're also hearing the cry poor uh, side from from ownership as well yet they're seeing the real estate development going on so it's a very mixed message it is and the thing with the rockies are man you obviously make that commitment to a once and like i said a generation talent why not try to build around them you saw those good years in colorado when they made the world series and they went on that crazy run i will never forget that run they went on to make the playoffs in the first place and you see how packed that stadium gets and how much the fans love colorado sports like you see with the avalanche the nuggets all these guys why not want to put on a good product on the field and kind of see how much money you can make just based off of the fandom and everything? Because it, it would skyrocket. So, so here's the problem. And I will tell you, this is a Colorado guy. There is no better place to watch sunset and grab a beer than Coors Field. Yes. And, and, and it's like back in the day at Wrigley Field, people would go so that they could say they were Wrigley Field. They yeah. didn't care if the Cubs were winning or losing. Mm-hmm. And that's where we are going with this team. There will still be fans show up. There will still be merchandise and everything bought because there's no better view of a sunset than from the party deck at Coors Field. Man, I I love Colorado because I'm obviously I went to school in Nebraska, just the McCook, like four hours from Colorado. So I was always in downtown going. I actually going back to Canada, I'd always have to go to the Denver International Airport. So I have like a pretty good pass with there. But I got to ask you here because I don't know if you know that much about this specific player, but he was in your system last year. He won minor league player of the year. We had him on the show. He's a dog. And then the Rockies also gave him away too. It's a guy by the name of Taron Vavra, my guy, a friend of the show. What was your thought process on that trade, man? Because he is so good. Like I talk to guys that come on the show and they say he's one of the best hitters they've seen in minor league baseball. You know, it's, it's interesting because the Rockies hold on to their prospects so hard for so long. And all of a sudden last year they decided, and, and again, when they decided to make that trade, the Rockies were kind of already sliding back and for them to even make the postseason was going to be interesting. Yeah. So, you know, part of that trade, getting Michael Givens, uh, to be perfectly honest, we all said, okay, knowing the year that's coming for Givens, knowing that the contract uh, uh, will be held by the Rockies, it's almost going to be a flip of a trade chip this year as well. Yeah. You know, so uh, so the one time that we decided to, or I shouldn't say we, uh, you know, I'm just showing my fan side there, but the Rockies, uh, decide to trade Vavra off is the, the fact that they're just doing it to eventually do another trade. I mean, at least that's what we're thinking. Here. And what, what, like, obviously what do you obviously cover, you cover the Rockies, you've seen them. What was your thought process on Taron Vavra? Because his scout, his like projectability is off the charts, man. He's such a good player. Well, here's the thing. Look at the, the top 100 prospects, go to MLB.com and look that up. You know how many top prospects there are for the Rockies? One. One. Yeah. Number 54, Zach Veen, their top draft pick from last year. Yeah. So, so Vavra, there was a, you know, there are a lot of guys that have that talent and Vavra is absolutely one of them. And now, you know, you're like, okay, so are we trading his future for maybe a season of Givens? And unfortunately, Givens did not adjust well last year to the National League. So, you know, will he this year? uh, Rockies are counting on it, but but yeah, it's frustrating because that was one of those young pieces that that honestly Rockies fans thought, here's a guy that's going to come up and be a part of things. And, you know, 
Yeah. Trades happen. And the next player I wanted to bring into, because I, I kind of looked at his stats here, and he's obviously trade bait now as well, and he had a massive breakout rookie season, is Trevor Story. I mean, what's going on with Trevor Story? Is he is he going to get, like, do you think there's a high chance of him getting dealt? Yes. I mean, you know, so Trevor's contract ends after this year. Yeah. And so one thing that is, has been talked about so much here in Denver is the fact that Rocky star players talk to each other. Helton taught Tulo. Tulo taught Nolan. Nolan is teaching, was teaching Trevor. And, and not just about how to play baseball, but also the culture here in Denver. And so if you look at that, you know, they're, they're saying, well, they're going to extend Trevor now this big long-term expensive contract. Why would you take that seeing that that just happened to Nolan and everything that went into that afterwards? Why would you sign long-term here? Yeah. So so if, if they aren't able to deal him, which I'd be surprised if they couldn't, seeing what the haul that uh, the Cardinals uh, got, you know, I, I, I think he's just going to walk away and they won't get anything after this season. It's And it obviously affects you guys in the long run because Nolan Arenado, a superstar there who obviously wanted to sign there, he has a lot of big big superstar friends. And they're going to talk to him. They're going to say, well, like, if they're a free agent, they're not going to sign with the Rockies. They they see what they just they how they treated Nolan Arenado. It's difficult, right? They, it's it leaves a bad taste in a lot of players' mouths. Well, and you look at some of their big free agent splashes over the last few years: Ian Desmond, Daniel Murphy. You know, these were veterans who did well in other teams. They came here, they flopped. Yeah. And so between that and the culture that Nolan is going to wave the red flag about completely. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be a real tough uh, sell for people to say, hey, come to Denver and be part of a rebuild. And maybe you can help me out on this because I I was talking to my buddy and he said that Trevor's story is not as, I guess you could say, sexy on the market as people think based off of his splits. Is that true? Is his splits from home away that different like that? Yeah, you know, I I think people get hung up on the splits, uh, to be perfectly honest. And I think look at DJ LeMayhew, look at what happened to him after he left Colorado. Everybody said, Oh, he's a Coors field product. Oh, that's the only reason he ever won hitting titles. Cause he played at altitude. Guess what he's done in New York. I oh mean, we've God. seen it, you know? Oh yeah. God. I mean, unfortunately you've seen it first. <laughs> yeah. Fan. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, Nolan will once again, disprove that theory in St. Louis and Trevor, wherever he ends up, those splits are going to be ancient history because they're going to see that this kid can mash. doesn't matter where he's at. It's, I don't know, man. It's just like, I got a feeling, and I don't know if you're that big of a football guy, but I get like a Bill O'Brien feeling going on here with the Texans, like with the Rockies. Like, if you trade Trevor Story, right, and you don't get even close to a haul as you get for Nolan Arenado, obviously with the contract differences, it's going to be like you gave away two superstars for literally like close to nothing, right? Yeah. You know, and, and the irony of it all is that the Rockies could well have their best ever homegrown rotation. Yeah. This year. It's very possible, and and it's going to be lost in this vacuum of of every you know them losing possibly story, but for sure Arenado. But you're you're exactly right. I mean, there there's so much that's going to go around now the story story for lack of a better term over these next few weeks, and it's going to be it's going to be trade watch. Unfortunately, all the way through the trade deadline, just. You know, it's going to be part of being a part of a Rockies fan. Oh man, I I I went through it obviously when all the Jays guys were getting dealt, and it, it's a tough it's a tough transition because you look at that Rockies team, and obviously you guys going into this year, you're like, yes, we're going to suck, but we're going to have that ability to see Nolan Arenado every single day, 162 times a year. And now, I mean, what do you got? And you can be optimistic here, I guess, but what do you kind of have forward like look forward to going into this year, man? 
right now you got Trevor story. Yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest. And, and I, I wrote something that's going to come out tomorrow. And, and I tried to say, I'm not wearing rose colored glasses with purple shades. I promise. But <laughs> you know, there, there's, there are some things to look at, you know, like I mentioned that rotation story being there right now, you know, can, you know, Blackman is still, you know, he's still Chuck nasty, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's not as sexy as it was with Nolan in the lineup, but at least there's something that you, you could say, okay, can they build around this? You know, yeah. but unfortunately, I think more of a teardown is coming. Oh, man, that's – and I totally forgot about Charlie Blackman. I mean, that guy mashes too. What? <laughs> well, and, and the problem is that the, everything going on with Nolan – I mean, you're a great example. Everybody's going to forget Story, Blackman, Freeland, Marquez, the other guys who are there who can actually be building blocks. But, yeah, yeah, seeing what happened here, you know, and, and, and let's face it, Charlie's getting toward the end of his contract. He's getting older, uh, you know, a story. We don't know what's getting ready to happen with him. There's very likely deals coming for some of the starting pitchers if they really decide to tear it down. Yeah. So yeah, Rockies fans are just kind of uh, sitting here with a cloud and going, what next? I just, what, what's the call track situation with Charlie Blackman? Is he going to be there for a while? Yeah, he's got uh, one more season, and then there are player options for the next oh, two. No. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so I think he signed all the way, you know, if he, if the options click through the age of 37. And I got to, um, yeah. Oh, wow. So he's going to be there for a while. So I guess yeah. he has a couple. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it was signed a while ago, and it was signed so that he could be that, that uh, you know, retire as a Rocky thing. Uh, you know, and, and at the time, Fans are like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. And they yeah. still are. People love Chuck Nasty. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But they also go. Um, I, th- I think it was figured out that if uh, Story is not part of the team next year, they have just over $40 million, uh on the books for next year, payroll-wise. Okay. Half of that goes to Charlie. Wow. Yeah. So that tells you right there. Yeah, that's all you need to know. And really. I, yeah, and I got obviously, I'll, I'll be pissing myself. I don't bring this up because we had him on a couple of weeks ago. And if you look at how, how he played last year, it just, you, there's definitely a bright future with this guy. Is Josh Fuentes, obviously the, 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 the cousin of Nolan Arenado. What did you see from Josh last year? Because this guy, I mean, three, I think he hit 307, right? 307. You know what I saw from Josh and it was more off the field, honestly, whenever we would get on zoom and talk to him after the games, we didn't have the clubhouse access, unfortunately, but the leadership and passion that he was showing, you know, you could definitely tell he's got that air, that uh, Nolan connection. Yeah. Uh, You know, and I love the podcast where he's like, you know, let's quit talking about me being related to Nolan. And, And I hope that we get past that point because you're absolutely right. Great player. I love his attitude. I love that he he cares. I mean, you can tell. And the Rockies have a chance. And again, maybe rose-colored glasses, whatever. But, you know, Brendan Rodgers has been the top prospect forever. Yes. Now you get the chance at second base to play full-time with Ryan McMahon moving over to third in place of Nolan. Does Josh get that chance to actually be the first baseman? And so now all of a sudden you've got this young infield that maybe gets to play together, learn together at the major league level. And then is story still with them or do we have a shortstop come in in some kind of trade? Who knows? Uh, but I think those three right there could actually be building blocks. Dude. I love Josh, man. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's definitely, he's I consider him a good friend of mine now because we talk a pretty good amount and he is one of the most humble guys. I think I've ever like had in contact with. You would never know this guy had three Oh seven last year. You, you would never know. Hey, anybody that comes from the NAI, I'm a big fan of, trust yeah. me. I mean, you know, Missouri Baptist guy coming through. 
and, and I'm going to tell you again, what I picked up last year, whenever the Rockies were just stumbling to a horrific end of the season, I mean, they finished 26 and 34 after starting 11 and three. So just let that stew for a minute, yeah. but you know, but Josh finally got a chance and Josh finally showed he could hit the ball and he can also do a hell of a job fielding the ball as well. And, and that was something that obviously we did not see with the Daniel Murphy experiment. So yeah, Daniel Murphy just actually retired, right? Did he just? He did. Yeah, okay. he did. Uh, there were not too many tears shed in Denver. <laughs> yeah, <that>. no. And <laughs> and I got to ask you about Troy T- Tulo because Tulo has a ton of memories there in uh, Colorado. What would you say is kind of like your favorite Troy Tulowitzki memory or favorite, favorite moment from Tulo, the GOAT? You know, honestly, I think it was just one of those things how we watched. And, and it's the same thing with Nolan, to be perfectly honest. You watch him blossom into this all-star. Yeah. And, and with, with Tulo, there's always going to be the, what if the injury, what could he have really done? Had he been able to stay healthy, but whenever he was healthy, there was no, and I'm just going to go out limb, no better shortstop during that time. Yeah. And you're right. When he and Nolan were actually on the same side of that infield. I mean, we, we get to see it now with story, but still Tulo was just one of those amazing, just amazing athletes. Oh man, I I love Tulo. I love the whole glove thing. His glove was like five thousand years old. He wore it so he was like twelve years old. He's just that guy. He's like a salt to the earth kind of blue collared guy, man. He is, and he's also the guy that uh, would would throw a wiffle ball in the clubhouse afterwards and let some of the other players' kids hit it. Yeah, uh, you know, we'd be waiting there to interview him, and and he'd be wanting to do the wiffle ball thing first, you know. So I mean, he he was just he was a guy who had his moments where he wasn't the best with the press. Yeah. At the same time, like you said, he was real. And, and I think that's, that's not such a bad thing at all. Who would you say is kind of the guy that is the most real on the Colorado Rockies with the media? Like you, I ask him a question. He's going to shoot you straight. Ryan McMahon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you ever need to kind of get, get the feel of of what's going on, Ryan Mac is a great guy. You know, Nolan was always great with the the press as well. And I will tell you that. And, and uh, back in the day, Carlos Gonzalez was, he, after they got beat 10, nothing or whatever it was, and nobody else wanted to talk cargo would take the bullet and he'd be like, okay, everybody, I'll, I'll give you the sound bite or whatever you need over here. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but yeah, Rymac's been always a good guy. He's always been very honest last year. He struggled and, and he didn't hide it. He's just like, yeah, you know, I suck right now, but I'm going to, I'm working at it. And so, yeah, I got a lot of respect for him and, and Josh too, to be perfectly honest. And this is obviously a fun question because I, I always, I used to work at TSN, which is like a Canadian ESPN and uh, humble brag, by the way. But anyways, uh, so we, so there's always deal when you're dealing with hockey players and when you're interviewing hockey players, you saw that blunder a couple weeks ago with Jake Voracek, where he called the reporter like a Muppet pretty much. Like he just called him a scumbag. Have you, have you seen any kind of reactions like that from a player in the clubhouse? Cause you've been doing this for a while. So you've definitely seen one or two blowups. Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. There are guys who, that you ask them why they messed up. They'll walk away. Uh, you know, um, you know, I'll, I'll just be real honest uh, Tyler Chatwood, who was a pitcher here uh, in, in Colorado for quite some time. He did not enjoy his media time. And, and to be honest, <laughs> we all were very hesitant whenever we had to ask him something after a game, you know, there, there are guys that you feel comfortable going up to the locker and there are guys that you just go, Oh, you know, uh, John, and I'll say, um, J- John Gray is another great guy. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. Yeah. And another guy who will tell you exactly what he did wrong pitching that night. And he, he has no secrets. I don't know, man. I love those media blenders. Like, cause there's some guys, obviously, I don't know if it's like that. You can maybe answer this. Like there's a couple beat writers here in Toronto that just kind of 
get enjoyment or just have to do this where they try to get under a player's skin. And one of those guys, I don't know if you know who that is, Steve Simmons. You know who Steve Stips? I don't. Uh-huh. No, he he just like if if you if you go minus four, or go like zero for four in a baseball game, three strikeouts. He's gonna say, so what happened every at bat? Like he wants you to break it down. He wants to roast you. Is that right. do you see? Is there media guys like that in Denver that are beat yeah. writers that like to roast the players? Oh, of course there are, absolutely. And and uh, I'm not gonna name names, but uh, everybody in Denver is gonna know exactly who it is because you know there there are these longstanding writers that they will hold your feet to the fire, and <laughs> and not and not be afraid to do it. And I will say. Some of the best writing that I've seen, let's just say in our local newspaper over the last few uh, weeks, has been the criticism of uh, Jeff Breidich and everything that's going on with with the Rockies ownership, decision making, everything else. Yep. Okay. And do you guys criticize, because I saw, I'm obviously a big hockey guy, and I don't know, maybe you can answer this question. Is it? Impul- like is it hard to watch Colorado Avalanche home games like what's the deal with that like blackout restrictions or something oh, yeah. like that yeah yeah it's frustrating uh, altitude television uh you know we we get blacked out here in Denver what we all, yeah yeah it's it's crazy it's a dispute that goes on with Comcast and uh Comcast which is our local uh cable provider for the majority of the Denver area yeah and and uh altitude uh so they've had this and it's been you know what this is the second season now that we haven't been able to watch the abs or nuggets are you serious Uh, yeah dead serious so we you know as hockey fans we were all excited because the the abs and the blues were going to open this year and it's going to be on nbcs then we're like thank god we can actually watch the game yeah guess what they blacked it out in denver uh because altitude technically had the rights to it we're just like You've got to be kidding me. So, wow. yeah, that's that's still going on. So you've got the two best teams in Denver that we can't see locally unless you pirate, you know, not that anybody would do that, of course, but pirate the signal or or uh, wander into the sports bar that's at 25% capacity right now. Are you So you're telling me, because that Avalanche team, maybe we can talk about that for a second. This is obviously a baseball yeah, podcast, but what a God, what a team that team. Like they, I bet on them every time and they just always win. They're They're a wagon. They're fun to watch, you know. I mean, they're the favorites for the cup this year. And the sad part is fans can't go because of yeah. COVID, obviously. Yeah. Fans can't watch on TV. Uh, you know, so I, I will say it, it's frustrating for me. Uh, I sit here in my house and you know, an altitude uh, has the local radio station as well, and they're always pushing out, well, just get the ditch, get ATT, you know, yeah. get other things besides Comcast. I'm like, it's not that easy, you know. Uh, but yeah, the 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 raging debate still goes on, and uh, most nights uh, you just have to either follow along on your phone or just get scoring updates every once in a while see how the abs are doing. Who would you say is kind of like a, at the time a bigger superstar, Nathan McKinnon or Nolan Arenado in Colorado? Like who would you say has a harder time walking around? Because Nate McKinnon is top three in the NHL. That's, that's a really good question. Honestly, I, I'm going to say it's Nolan just because, yeah. and maybe I'm a little biased with that, but just because everybody watched Nolan grow up and become the superstar yeah. And the fact that the Rockies are, like I said, they've actually been on TV the last couple of years too. And his name's been so in the press. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm going to say probably Nolan, but I'm sure McKinnon or Mac and far behind. Yeah. You guys have a, definitely a good future there with the, with the basketball and a hundred percent with the, uh, with, with the hockey. I mean, what a wagon of a team you those both those teams are, man. I can't wait to go back, man. I tell you. And, and seriously, you know, I, and both sides are pointing fingers at this altitude Comcast debate. And, and, and I think we, as fans, you know, are just tired of, you just want to watch the game, (laughs) figure it out, you know? Yeah. I mean, seriously. 
and and Rob Manfred does that too. If I want to watch a Blue Jays game on MLB TV, I get blacked out. It doesn't make any sense. Like there's so much factors with the game of baseball that could grow it so much easier. But the blackout restrictions. I was in Vegas at my buddy's house, and we were. I wanted to watch a Dodgers game on MLB TV, blacked out because I'm close yeah. enough to Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the the poor people of the state of Iowa, I think they're blacked out from, what, five or six teams? Yes, yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, it's absolutely insane. And so a lot of the Rockies fan base, to be perfectly honest, is located in in Wyoming. Yeah. And, you know, they're blocked out from seeing it. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it absolutely is. I, that's one of the biggest things that MLB has to figure out is this whole blackout thing and actually getting fans where they can watch a game. Yeah, and you said all you said you cover Nolan. I believe it says in your bio since you were like since he was in like double A, right, or low A. Exactly. So yeah. what yeah, was yeah. your relationship like with Nolan? Like, was it friendly? It was absolutely. Nolan's always been great. You know, I mean, Nolan is Nolan has answered my questions about what do you think about the wave. I mean, he's 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 been great. And, but <laughs> you know, the funny thing when he was playing at Double A Tulsa, and I was writing yeah. for the World, you know, everybody was like, you know, the kid's got a great bat, but I'm just not sure if he's going to cut it in the field. I mean, that was the double <laughs> A thought at the time. You know, it's so ironic. So, again, you watch how he worked with Tulo and worked to become this master in the field. Yeah. And, and you know, everybody was always like, oh, yeah, the kid's going to rake. Don't worry about that. But, uh, but no, he was great even in double A. And I look back at some of those pictures, and I'm like, oh, what a baby, you know? I yeah. mean, uh, just uh, that, that we all watched him grow up. And what are you, what is your thought process kind of on Brendan Rogers situation? Cause I remember, man, I was in like junior college when this guy got drafted. Like this was like yeah. four, like a while ago, man, he's been a top prospect for six teams, like eight years. Like what, what's going yes. on with him? Well, so there's two things. Uh, number one, he's never found that chance to crack the lineup. There's yeah. always been a Murphy or somebody brought in, uh, you know, that he could never get in front of now you know, the last year, whenever they said, okay, Brennan, we're going to see what you can do in the shortened season, he gets hurt. Uh, so he's had torn labrum surgery, uh, you know, and then he, he was injured last season as well. So there's a lot going on that still questions about what he can do. And again, if there's, I mean, this much of a silver lining, it's the fact that I think the Rockies are finally going to get to see what Rogers can do with a full season of at-bats. And if he performs, I mean, I've, I've watched him play at AAA so many times, and, and it's just one of those, wow. Yeah. But we know the AAA to major league is quite the jump. So will he be able to do that in the, in the majors? I think that's one of the biggest things we're all watching in 2021. If you ha- if you can make a wish list right now with the top guy in free agency who you want to see on, the, on a Rockies, in a Rockies uniform next month, who would it be? Wow, that are still free agents? Um, it would not be a pitcher. I can tell you that yeah. uh, even, even a Trevor Bauer or anything else. I mean, pitching at altitude is, is interesting. Let's just say, and that's why yeah. the Rockies always try to do this homegrown, you know, I, as silly as it sounds, I wanted the Rockies to get Tommy Lestella. I wanted okay. them to get somebody that was a contact guy. Didn't strike out a lot. Cause with the Coors field outfield being so big, it's a lot of room to drop things in there. Um, I'm trying to think who's available in the free agent. Well, market. yeah, I, ju- I totally, I just realized like JT real Muto's gone. Like everyone's pretty much close to sign now. George Springer's with the Jays. So we're yeah, just yeah, buzzing yeah. over here. I mean, I, yeah. there, it, it was a crazy off season, but it's just crazy to me that Trevor Bauer isn't signed yet. Like the pitchers report yeah. like a pitchers report this month, right? In February, like 14 there's, days. They're supposed to. Absolutely. They're supposed to, you know, I, right before you, uh, you had me on, I was reading that there's now a proposal in to move things back a month. Wow, uh, so I think that's gonna be real interesting. So now they're talking about spring training starting mid March. Uh, yeah, and shortening the season a little bit too. So, 
uh anyway i but yeah i've been sitting here waiting to get spring training updates waiting to go let's hear what's going on uh but yeah off the top of my head i don't know ask me that next season yeah because i'll tell you if the rockies have that money that they're talking about hopefully they'll be active hopefully do you do you go to spring training like, yeah oh you go I, I was there this year when it shut down uh we yeah i spent about a week at spring training every year and and this was the year that we went from being in the clubhouse one day to meeting the players outside the clubhouse the next day to you've got to stand behind this piece of tape to talk to the players to you need to go home damn i mean i mean it was just amazing to see all those dominoes fall with with covid while we were spring training this year yeah, a couple more things. What what's like the uh, what's the situation with fans this year at Coors Field? Are, is there is there going to be twenty five percent just like bars, or what's the deal? That's what we're waiting to hear as well. Uh, the the what's the best thing that's happened in downtown Denver lately is the fact that this past weekend we've had ten thousand people a day vaccinated okay. uh, you know, in, in the Coors Field parking lot. So I mean, you know, so there there's light. You feel like it, uh, but but Colorado is also a state where our governor has done it. I. I'm just going to say a really good job of guiding the, the guiding the residents and helping us keep things under control. I would be surprised if we're anything above a uh, 25%, as you mentioned before the all-star break. I, I, I'm in a terrible situation here because I'm not going to be able to see a blue Jays game at home, probably for another year and a half. And I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm not going to be able to see it because obviously with the, the traveling and crossing the border, I'm not going to be able to watch a Jays game for God knows how long. So just, I just realized, just think of me when you're at an actual baseball game, man, because I'm not going to be able to see it for a while. You know, I, I covered the team last year. I was in the press box. You had to wear the mask the whole time while you were covering the game. You know, yeah. we were all socially distanced. Of course, you didn't go to the clubhouse. Everything was on Zoom. It was the weirdest freaking season, I'm <laughs> telling you, from, a, from, a, from an interview perspective. But I, I'm anxious for fans to get back in there. You know, the, the Rockies did a really good job of trying to make it feel like the game was still yeah, the game. Yeah. But to do a seventh inning stretch every game and there's nobody to stretch, it's just yeah. kind of a, yeah, it's a very odd thing. So it is. It's uh, it's going to be crazy next year. I, I wonder you're going to obviously see like the Texas teams have like full fans. Like they just obviously their their guidelines a little bit less strict. But what's your favorite press box meal? Because you're a press box guy. What, what what's your favorite thing to get in the mix? You know, um, I, I will say uh, we were down in uh, Tampa last or two years ago, one last year, two years ago, we were there uh, when the Rockies and Rays met. And, and I will say they had the buffet of all buffets, man. I mean, it was like the, the white linen stuff. I was like, now this is what I'm talking about, you know, but, uh, but they, they may, they actually make a pretty mean, po- uh, sorry, pot roast in uh in colorado here if you get that along with uh, the all you can eat ice cream freezer it's not such a bad thing all you can eat ice cream i there i would just be there all day dude i'm telling you in the very back absolutely there's the freezer you open it up and it's like drumsticks and ice cream wow i mean they they treat the press right and i appreciate that greatly uh but i've probably lost some weight during covid just because i didn't have the ice cream bar i respect that but i i heard that the at yankee stadium that's like the heaven of press ball i did do you hear stories about that I do. I do. You know, I, I actually got to go to a game, a couple of games when the rocks went there a few years ago. And I'm trying to remember if I ate there or not, or just showed up for the game. I think I may have missed out on a golden opportunity. Wow. Yeah. Bad bounce. That's a yeah. bad bounce. That's a bad <laughs> bounce. Do you, did you, so you get to travel with the team, like on the, on the plane and stuff? No, not on the plane. Uh, I make my own arrangements and everything okay. else. But, uh, you know, I remember the, like I was mentioning, the game 163. You flew from Denver to L.A. 
they lost that game. You didn't know where they were going to go. So we flew the, oh, a red eye from LA to Chicago. And there was at Wrigley field when they won the uh, wild card that night over the Cubs. And then they drove to Milwaukee from there to start the series. So that was, that was some crazy travel, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's, a, there's a few series I get to go to every year. And uh, obviously this year was a little different, but uh, looking forward to that travel thing too. And just kind of seeing the different parks. Okay, now this is, this is the second last thing because I want to end it off with a little sentimental thing with Nolan Arenado. What's your project? What's your projection this year? Like, what would you be happy with as the Rockies if they play 162 games? What would you be happy with for their record? Um, I'm gonna say 75 wins. 75. If they, if they could, if and I'd be happy with that. I I think if they could get 75 wins, you know, because right now I think uh, Fangraphs has them either at 64 wins. I think it is. Uh, so, you know, there, there's, the projections aren't looking good. Let's be perfectly honest here, but I think if they can actually have a season that would even surprise some people a little bit, and of course, Rymax going to have to bounce back. Rogers going to have to show what he can do. This, the rotation's going to have to take a step forward. It's a lot of ifs in there, but still, I think what all we've been through this past year and, and right now, uh, 75 wouldn't, wouldn't be so bad. Okay, so you're saying if because I'm a betting man, so you're saying like bet the over on their season win total. That's what you're pretty much saying because I think it's at, like you said, 64. Okay, well here here's the other caveat. If if story is still there, I think it's possible. Okay, I, I absolutely do. If story is dealt, uh, then I would. Uh, I'm sure all bets will go off in Vegas. On that one <laughs> okay, so here's the last thing. So obviously this is this episode right. was done for uh, this. Obviously our guy Nolan Arenado. What? What's your favorite Nolan Arenado story of that the full time that you've covered him? Let's end this. I'm going to clip this. We're going to put it on Twitter tomorrow. Get a little sentimental for the Rockies fan. All right. Uh, I will tell you that Nolan, uh, there was there was a time, usually before the game, Nolan would be off in the batting cage or would be off over here. So he wasn't ever at his locker. He'd kind of zip in and zip out. And we'd a- he'd ask him a question or two, and then he'd be gone. There was one day that he actually was like sitting in his locker and just like chilling out. And we're all like, well, this is kind of cool. And so we go over and there was like four or five of us. And I don't even know how it started, but all of a sudden we started telling him like our favorite little league, you know, like when we were in little league stuff and, and you're sitting there talking about, Oh, I remember this one time I threw this guy out and, and I just in the middle of that go, this is pathetic. I mean, we're, we're telling <laughs> this all-star guy about the time in little league, we hit a home run or something. Yeah. But, you know, Nolan sat there and he listened and he laughed and he smiled. And it was just one of those moments that we were all just kind of connected with baseball. And, and we weren't, you know, we weren't reporters and a player. We were just all baseball fans, fans of the game. And, and to be honest, that was one of the coolest moments I think that I've ever had to, with him in a locker room. For it's sure. cr- that's just crazy. Just openly talking about your Little League career with Nolan Arenado. That's just yeah. the dream. And, and, and him being kind enough to go, oh, that's, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but he, he's a great dude. And, and certainly we all wish him the best in St. Louis. And we know he's going to, he's going to knock the cover off the ball. For sure. I'm excited to see it, man. It's going to be a crazy year. And uh, there you have it, folks. I mean, he, it's it's obviously a tough circumstance that we had to get you on here with Nolan Arenado being gone, but it's always a pleasure to talk to you. If you want to find, if you want to read the stuff that he's putting out, just go on rockpile.com. It was a pleasure to have you on. Kevin Henry, I appreciate it, man. You're a legend. I, I really appreciate what you do. And humble brag for you. you got that blue check mark beside your name. Humble brag, verified. Hey, I'm telling you, it's all good, man. Now I enjoyed the time, and uh, you know we're all going to have a lot of good memories of Nolan moving forward. And happy to share them anytime. And everyone, stay tuned for uh, this Thursday. Pretty big guest. Let's just say he was a big free agent splash this offseason or trade. Sorry, trade bait. Pirates fans, you might not want to listen to it. 
Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Official Unofficial Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. Mm-hmm.